This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Well, good afternoon, everybody, and thanks for joining me today on Invest Talk. It is Wednesday, December 26th of 2018. We only have a few more days left of the year, six days actually. And uh, I know you've been watching the market. I know you saw what it did today. Maybe you're ready for 2019. I mean, the market has been so volatile. And today was up volatility. That was a good thing. But we've had a really bad New Year, uh, Christmas Eve day of down volatility. But made it all up and, and doubled on the upside today. So was, we're going to talk about that and see if that means anything. I'm Steve Peasley, and I thank you for joining the program today on Invest Talk. Our daily objective here is always to make you a better or above average investor. And we do that, our goal, we try to achieve that goal with unbiased opinions and insight and just plain old everyday English here as far as being factual. I don't try to hype anything, and I don't try to make things depressing or as far as saying it's worse than it is. Just a straight, honest answer if I can give you. So, And that helps you make good decisions. And that's where we come in. We want to help you make those good decisions. You can call our listener line now anytime you want. Ask any questions you want. The number is 888-99-CHART. Well, as long as they're financial questions, right? Financial questions. Well, the market opened up pretty good this morning. I mean, the Dow was up 1,086 points. When's the last time you've seen a a Dow open up a, a move a thousand points up or down. It's pretty rare, even though we had 500 points fall on Christmas Eve, which is a pretty big move too. But the Dow was up 1,086, the NASDAQ was up 361 points, and the SP 500 was up 117 points. Now, remember, this has been coming off the worst um, December ever, right? And we're still in December. We don't have too many days left to trade. And, of course, it was the worst Christmas Eve ever, which is interesting. The S&P and the Nasdaq started the session with the Dow up, and it just got stronger and stronger as the day went on. So, are the markets breaking down or breaking up? What, what, what? All you really can tell at this stage is there's a lot of volatility. Have we? I, today was obviously a relief rally from a very depressing five days in a row or so, four or five days down in a row. Actually, it was four days in a row down, but four, uh, five, four, five, six out of the last seven days down. You know, so today was a big relief day. What does that mean? Does it mean we're now turning around? I, I can't say that. I don't. I wouldn't say that, and I wouldn't count on it. So, who's in control still? Is it buyers or sellers? It's a relief rally. A relief rally it was oversold. The market was oversold. Relief rallies can last a few days, can last a few weeks, can last one day. You don't know. You got to wait. You got to be patient. Don't be in a big rush to jump back in yet. You know, if you're out, don't get in a rush. Don't panic in, just like you should have never panicked out. Now, did you see the news? 
Amazon had a record holiday season. The retailers were really did really well. I think the retail area is what really drove the bounce today, the relief rally. The report on retail sales for the Christmas holiday season. Uh, Amazon said they signed up tens of millions of people uh, during uh, this season for their free trials, paid membership for the Amazon Prime. Um, they said they, they sold millions of more uh, of its own devices like Echo Dot, Fire Stick, you know, Fire TV Stick, 4K compared with last year. Biotech has led the market up for a long time and also masked some of the weakness in the market. So, in the long run, will the FANG stocks make the big comeback driving the market? FANG, Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Network, Google. That all had nice days today. Will they make a comeback? Are they the ones that will lead us back out of this bearish? Are we in a bear market or correction? You know, that, and I'm going to go. That's going to be one of my talking points today, I think. Give me some numbers on that. Chick-fil-A. Did you know Chick-fil-A was the third largest fast food chain operator in America? At McDonald's and then Starbucks and then Chick-fil-A. I didn't know that. I did not know that, which is interesting. Um, I, I've been to one Chick-fil-A franchise. It was okay. I'm not a big chicken sandwich person, but it was fine. But it, they've done very well. Okay, and maybe uh, what is happening in the market now? Some, some questions we have to ask ourselves. Is it similar to the very scary times of 1987 when they had that 20% down day in one day? Well, well there are some parallels. There are. There are some indications that are much different as well. So I don't know if we can draw that parallel to say that that's going to happen. For example, during the Black Monday of 1987, oil was not crashing. And interest rates were rising. Interest rates were rising, but oil was not crashing. Also, back in 1987, Iran and Iraq were shooting missiles at each other, at, at our ships. Sorry, not at each other, but at our ships. Today, Sales are strong, liquidity good. We need confidence in the market, liquidity, because when you buy or sell, you want to know there is someone to transact with you. So there's plenty of liquidity. Remember, liquidity is a key in the market for someone to be on the other side of the trade. When that person on the other side of the trade disappears, the market's going to crash. And that's what happened in 1987. No buyers. So, there's a lot of knocker news. There always is a bunch of news out every day, and all very interesting, I think. The, the, there, there was an article out that said there was a 50% chance that the Fed will cut interest rates in 2019. Cut them, actually, cut them. And, you know, if you listen to Justin and I here, we don't think that the Fed will raise rates. Even though they said they're going to raise rates two times in 2019, we think that the economic reality will be they really can't afford to raise rates. But we'll see. You know, we'll see how it goes in 2019. It depends on the economy. Anyway, oh, very interesting stuff. Okay, time to make room for questions, and you can call our anytime listener line number, 888-99-CHART. Hi, this is Kathleen calling from Indiana. I'm looking at the Reanaly Investments, N-L-Y. Just wondering if this is a good REIT to get into. They're paying almost a 12% dividend. And I'm looking forward to hearing your answer on the podcast. Thank you. Okay. Uh, 
Annually Capital Management. What do they do? How do they make their money? Every time you're looking at a company, you want to know how they make their money, how they're going to grow sales. How do they pay the, that dividend? Now, where's that coming from? So this is a REIT, Real Estate Investment Trust, that owns and manages mortgage pass-through certificates and collateralized mortgage obligations. So how do they make their money? Mortgages. They make their money by mortgages being issued. More and more mortgages being issued. That's how they make their money. Okay. Are we going to have more mortgages in 2019 than we had in 2018? I doubt it with interest rates rising. The thirty-year, thirty-year, thirty-year fixed mortgage rate is what four point eight or so, something like that. So the experts are saying it's going to be five percent. So this, their business, Annually Capital Management, which is growing fairly strong now, probably won't do be doing as well next year, and that's why the stock market, this particular stock, has been weak all year. Now I had a great day today, up three point four percent. But, uh, you know, don't count on 12% income. The stock is a $10.04 stock. going to make $1.17 next year. Okay, so 12% of $10, well, 10% is a dollar. So 12% is $1.20, and they're going to make $1.17 or so. So it's going to be hard to maintain a 12% dividend if they make the earnings they say they're going to make. And I don't think they are. So I would probably steer, steer away from this. Steer away from it. I think it's not going to have that great return that you, you know, dividend yield. I just, I'm having a hard time believing that. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. And I want to invite you to join me and Justin Klein for our next free live wealth webinar. It will be tomorrow night, by the way, at 6.30 p.m. Pacific Time. Tomorrow night. Wow. Volatility can be your enemy or your friend. It comes down to making the right decisions when opportunities present themselves, which they always do in the bear market. Do we have an opportunity now? Hmm, I think it might be. I do. This is one reason why you should be part of the free live webinar tomorrow night. All you have to do is register at investtalk.com. Now we are headed into a quick one minute break, and then on the other side, I'm going to assess the chances of Federal Reserve interest rate cut in 2019. And of course, I'm taking your questions now at 888-99-CHART. Christmas is over and New Year's is only six days away. So as we continue through the final trading sessions of 2018, this might be a good time to make sure your investments are performing as well as they should be. Well, you can get a head start and learn more anytime at investtalk.com. The phone lines are open. Steve is here and he's ready for your questions. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Do you have any idea when the Fed actually got started? Anybody out there? Well, it was 1913. 1913. The Federal Reserve System, also known as the Federal Reserve or simply the Fed, is a central banking system of the United States of America. We didn't have one before that. 
It was created December 23, 1913, with an enactment of a Federal Reserve Act after a bunch of financial panics, particularly the, the panic of 1907, led to the desire for central control of monetary system in our uh, in our financial crisis to alleviate it. That was 1913. Remember, so we had a Fed during the Great Depression, right? Before the Great Depression, had them for many years before it. Had them for years in the Roaring Twenties. So the Fed, did it slow down the Roaring Twenties? Did it prevent the Great Depression? Did it get us out of that? No. <laughs> so the Federal Reserve sets interest rates. How do they do that? Well, they only they only set or control set one rate, and that's the overnight rate, which is you know if you're a bank, you have to be a member of the Federal Reserve. You don't have to be, but all the banks are. Um, and as a member, you can borrow money from the Federal Reserve, and that's the rate of interest the Fed charges those banks. It's called the Fed's fund rate. That's the rate the Federal Reserve sets. When they met last week and they raised rates, that's the rate. That's the only rate they have control of. Okay? So the Fed raised the rates last week for the fourth time last year, this year. Okay? And now, are they going to lower them in 2019? They said after this meeting that they were going to raise them probably two more times in 2019. That was a likely trajectory trajectory and remember that's down from three times they were saying before but the investing public doesn't believe it they think that that's that's the wrong move and that's one of the reasons why the market didn't act why the market acted so poorly okay so are what's going to happen here will the federal reserve lower rates well depends on the economy doesn't it it really does. Really depends on the economy. So I think they're going to be data dependent, and they may not because that data is not going to be as bright in 2019. This is Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and I invite you to check out our new online training experience. We call it Talk Academy. I'm giving the class, class tomorrow, and I'm going to talk about different strategies. I'm going to talk. I think it's going to be pretty, pretty interesting. I had fun putting the class together today. Now, Justin and I are dedicated to making Invest Talk Academy a valuable learning tool for you. Serious, for serious investors. Not playing, not messing around here. So, join us. 888-99-CHART is our number. This is Invest Talk, and we're glad you're with us today for one hour of financial news and perspective. And your decision-making process can benefit from this practical and unbiased advice, especially if you consult with Steve or Justin. Step up now with your questions. Call 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. What are we going to talk about today? What's on your mind? Well, of course, we're going to talk about... about, uh, Forget the Fed war, trade war, and the biggest threat to the stock market next year is going to be about all profit slowdown. Remember, stocks move up with income and when the corporations make more and more money. It's going to slow down next week. That's going to be our main talking point. 
next year. It's going to slow down. I also want to talk about, was this, is, are we in a bear market or is it just a correction? Where are we? What are the actual numbers of the Dow, the S&P, and the NASDAQ? From top to bottom of the peak to the trough here since October, how, how bad has it been? And we're going to discuss that. And then um, I want to kind of expand on the retail sales, the strongest of six years. Uh, according to you know for this for this Christmas season, and what does that mean? That was really I think what drove the market up today. I really do. And one thing about retirement: the first year of early retirement is going to be the hardest of your life. Why? Why is it so hard? So I think those are the time points I think you'll find interesting. And we're going to talk about it. the Dow again was up 1,086 points a day, NASDAQ up 361, and the S&P up 117. Big uh, rebound a from an oversold uh, uh, oversold situation. We had a big relief rally today. Now, does it have legs? Can it keep going? Let's talk to Mike in Tampa. How you doing, Mike? I'm doing good, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I was taking a look at Black. Thank you. Just wondering what your thoughts are on the evaluation. It's got a forward PE of nine. It's got a almost nine percent yield. Uh, is this worth owning? What's, it, what's a symbol? What's a simple symbol? E is an Edward X. E as in boy, X is an X-ray. Okay, got it. Okay, that's Blackstone Group, everybody, and everybody probably heard of them. And they provide uh, global alternative asset management and financial advisory, advisory services. It's a $20 billion company, so it's not a tiny company. Let me pull up a chart on it. Um, okay, and it actually has bounced in the last three, three days. I mean, it's gone up in three days, which is very different, I mean, than the rest of the market. Um, they and one they also were very oversold. They're looking at making two dollars ninety four cents this year and three dollars and twenty two cents next year. But that was down from three forty last year, so that's one of the reasons why they didn't have a great year this in two thousand eighteen. But they bottomed right around what twenty seven fifty and today at thirty dollars and sixty four cents, and they've made that rebound in three or four days. That's a pretty good bounce. Um, they're still fairly inexpensive. Uh, 7 PE. Um, I think that this stock is going to go back up to 30, 39, $40. I really think it will go there uh, without, and I think they'll go there in 2019 fairly easy. So uh, picking it up around here, I'm not saying that it's absolutely hit the bottom, but it certainly looks like this is a bottom around 27 and a half, $27, 75 cents. And so I think that was the bottom. And uh, I, I don't know if it's the absolute bottom, but it should be. Let's put it that way. So, yeah. Steve, is the 9% yield? I, I don't know if they'll have keep that yield up, but it has a very good dividend yield. I have it showing a projected yield of 7% next year. So, that's pretty hefty. And they have a great return on equity of 52%. 52%. The, only th the only worry, Mike, is this kind of stock suffers in recessions. And I don't think... We're, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't think we're going to recession 2019. If we do, it's going to be late in the year. Um, in my opinion, more the more likely recession would be 2020 if we're going to get one. 
So I don't know if I would worry about it for Blackstone yet. So I, I think it might be a good time to buy it. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate the call. The symbol is BX, everybody. BX, Blackstone Group. 888-99 chart, main talking point. The biggest threat to the stock market in 2019 is a profit slowdown. 2019, remember, our profits in this year are going to be up about 20, 21% profits. And it was due to that tax cut and cutting some regulations and doing all those things that Trump did last year and early part of this year. So the rest of this year got the benefit of those. Well, the benefit is already built in. 20, 21% growth. Next year, it's pretty hard to add more growth without more stimulus, and we're not going to get more stimulus from the government. In other words, we're not going to get another tax cut. We're not probably not going to get a big spending bill. Those kinds of things. We, so therefore, the companies are on their own because they're not going to get any stimulus. And actually, they might have just the opposite happen to them with Europe falling in, uh, you know, possible recession, China slowing down. So the profits are probably going to be like maybe 5% next year. Plus, when you compare it one year against the next, you had a really, really good year. The following year, the comparison usually is not very good. So it's going to be very tough 2019 for the stock market. As far as valuations, you know, well, right now we're at market valuations for the overall S&P 500. It's about 15 or so. Okay, well, that's not overvalued, not undervalued. That's after this big darn correction we just had. Tomorrow on Invest Talk, at least one analyst believes that China's bilateral trade surplus is at the epic center of its efforts to achieve parity or surpass the United States as the preeminent global superpower. That's tomorrow. Now, I'm Steve Peasley, and I'm ready to take your questions. 888-99-CHART. You are listening to Invest Talk, and KPP principals Steve Peasley and Justin Klein invite you to join them for their next free live webinar, Thursday, December 27th, 6.30 p.m. Pacific Time. Understand the current market environment. Develop a plan to manage the risk in your portfolio. Plus, get a special webinar preview of 2019 and learn where to expect to find investment opportunities. An all-new live webinar, December 27th, and it's free. All you have to do is register at investtalk.com. Okay, you've got finance and investment questions, and the lines are open. Call now, 888-99-CHART. You are listening to InvestTalk, and KPP principals Steve Peasley and Justin Klein invite you to join them for their next free live wealth webinar tomorrow night, 6.30 p.m. Pacific time. They will help you understand the current market environment and develop a plan to manage the risk in your portfolio. Plus, get a special webinar preview of 2019 and learn where to expect to find investment opportunities. It's an all-new live webinar, and it's free. All you have to do is register at investtalk.com. Okay, you've got finance and investment questions, and the lines are open. Call now, 888-99-CHART. Hello, my name is Jay. I'm a longtime listener, and I have a really quick question for you. What would happen if you traded the same stock all year in terms of swing trading? 
So you picked one symbol and you traded it all year long. I've heard things about a wash sale as a tax rule, but nobody really knows what that means. Is it a bad thing to trade one stock all year? Can it be done? I'm thinking about doing that, just picking one symbol and just learning that symbol and uh, trying to trade it all year. But I'm afraid to do it because I've read something about a wash sale, and I just wanted to know if it's a big deal or not. And the only person I know that can answer this question is you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Uh, yes, the wash sell rule is a big deal. And what that means is if you buy a stock, if you buy a stock, and it all has to do with taxes, okay, for everybody. It all has to do with taxes. So if you own a stock and you own the stock and you sell that stock and make a profit or take a loss uh, within 30 days and then buy it again, you can wash out the tax benefit from losses applying to gains, capital losses applying to capital gains. So let's say you bought a stock at $20 a share, and then you sold it three months later at $10 so you can take the loss, and then you bought it right back. You would not be able to take the loss to apply any future gains because you got to wait 30 days. On your 31 day, you can buy it back, and you would be able to take the loss. That's what the wash rule does. It doesn't stop you from buying and selling sooner. Or it doesn't do that. You just have to keep track of it and not take any losses if you took them within 30 days after you sold the stock and you bought the stock right back. See, buying the stock back, got to wait till 31 days. Now, is swing trading a good way to invest? Well, you know what? It's difficult. Don't think you're just going to learn something, one stock really well, and I'll be able to swing trade it using whatever methods. There's way, there's a lot of poor people out there to, to, that tried swing trading and discovered it's not very easy to do. Day trading is even harder. The best way to make money in the market is long-term invest for growth, don't overpay for stocks, and try to stay with the stocks through thick and thin. Best way to make real money is buy stocks in a recession because everybody hates stocks then. It's very difficult. People have a very difficult time buying a recession because the stock market's gone down, you're losing money. Oh my God, I lost all this money. Why would I buy more? And then to try to convince people to take profits at tops is very, very difficult. Think about all, anybody who's been listening to this show all year long, how many times Justin and I referred to the overvaluation of FANG stocks and that someday they're going to fall down to their values. You know, and look how much they went down 30% on average. So that's what happened. Take profits, rebalance, but swing trading, day trading is very difficult to master. Very difficult. There's very few people who make money at it. Now, you're going to hear about those people who do make money and how they can... Yeah, I love it when they try to sell you or a tape or books on how to do it. Well, why would they want to sell you tapes or books? Why don't they just do it if it's so easy and make millions of dollars doing it instead of trying to sell you books? Because they're making money selling you books and tapes. They're not making money trading because that's very difficult. But they're acting like and telling you how simple it is. Right. It's not. It's not. It's difficult. Okay. Okay. From time to time, I get an email question. And here's one that came in earlier. A question from Hawaii. And it starts off, Aloha, uh, KPP family. This 
This is Ron from Hilo. Uh, not sure if you're you're doing the Vest Dot podcast today, but if you do, I would like your opinion on CVS and, and with CVS, you know, is, you know who that is, and Pfizer. PFE is the symbol for Pfizer. CVS is the symbol for CVS. So we'll we'll do one. We'll do CVS Health Corp. Okay, because it's difficult for me to do two. And so we're going to do one. CVS, punch them in all the numbers. CVS has fallen very hard from $81 down to $63. And today it bounced and now $65.41 today. CVS Health Corp, they operate 9,800 pharmacy and drug stores in 49 states, Puerto Rico and Brazil. They're growing in the low single digits in sales, 2-3% quarter. Earnings this year will be up 18%, then 9% next year. So earnings earnings are going to slow down. The stock price itself is fairly inexpensive. It's a $65.41 stock, and they're going to make $7.58 next year. That's the estimate. The estimate this year is $6.95. Last year was $5.90. So it's a good, a good trajectory on their earnings. Sales growth is slow. So with slow sales growth on a company that's $66 million, you should have a at or below average PE of the S&P 500, and this PE is at nine. Okay, it might go to eight at, at this rate if it doesn't move up. So from a valuation point of view, it's a very good value, paying a 3.1% dividend. So CVS would be a good purchase around this price. Should you buy it right now? Well, you might want to wait to see um, I would like to see a signal. For me, a signal to buy any stocks that have been oversold like this was if once they break above uh, some type of short-term moving average. And this stock fell so fast, it's all December, the stock fell, fell from 80 down to 62, that the moving averages haven't caught up with it very much. So they're coming down. So maybe a break above $69.00. Maybe that's the 200-day moving average. I might want to wait for it to break above the long-term average because the 20-day moving average is 73. It hasn't caught up. So it looks like a hit support, and it has a good valuation. That is clear. CVS, everybody. Okay. We've got time to... So let's grab another question from a listener called, that called earlier. 888-99-CHARGE is our number. Hey, guys. This is Rob from Chicago. Love your show. Oh, I listen to it pretty much every day if I can help it. So super newbie to, um, going into investments and stuff with trading stocks. And I'm looking at, obviously, at some of the tech stocks as they've been taking big hits. Obviously, it's always a typical question of now is a good time to enter. I'm also curious your thoughts specifically with Amazon. I think it's currently at about 1380 right now, and it's flying around. Do you think that there will be a chance that they will open up an idea of dividend payments because I do like Apple for that reason and also with AT&T uh, but I'm just looking at other other companies that have a pretty awesome looking future from what I can tell do you think Amazon would be open to that and how that even works thanks guys so much appreciate it okay usually companies start paying dividends when they become big and blue chip okay Amazon is obviously big uh, is a blue chip it's I think it is but also, they don't, they don't really start issuing dividends until their growth rate is muted. In other words, they have to offer some enticement to buy the stock, and then they can't do it anymore if their growth rate is in the single digits. 
But if they offer a dividend and keep increasing the dividend year after year, then it becomes more attractive to dividend seekers. So it attracts a whole nother group of investors. So Amazon's not in the mood to offer dividends right now because it's still in a growth phase. Even though the growth phase has slowed down, it's in this 20s to 30s now, <coughs> excuse me, when it was in the 40s. So sales growth are still strong, and I don't think they're going to be doing a dividend anytime soon. Uh, as far as valuations, if Amazon to me is still too expensive. The, the PE is around 80, 80. Even after it fell from 2000 down to about 1375, it got as low as 1350 or so intraday. So that's still very expensive to me. And why is it very expensive? Because it's still growing very fast. I mean, earnings are going to grow uh, almost 300% this year. The next year, they're going to grow another 35% to $26.71. Pretty darn good, you know, pretty darn good growth in earnings and sales. So, yeah, I think Amazon is here to stay. I think they're, you know, they're a great company. It's just too expensive. There's other fang stocks that I like a lot better because they're a lot cheaper uh, as far as valuations and, you know, and I would not... For me, Amazon is just too expensive. I would love to own it, but not at this price. Too high, too pricey yet for me. Amazon, A-M-Z-N is a symbol, by the way, everybody. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. I want to invite you to join me and Justin for our next free live webinar, both webinar. It'll be tomorrow night at 6.30 p.m. Pacific time. Volatility can be your enemy or your friend. It comes down to making the right decisions when opportunities present themselves which they always do in a bear market. They do. You should be a part of our free live webinar tomorrow night. All you have to do is register at investtalk.com. Investtalk.com. That's two T's. No space. Investtalk.com. Register. And I'm taking your questions. Number is 888-99-CHART. This is Talk, made possible by KPP Financial where their commitment to reason and common sense guidance can help make you a better investor. 2018 is almost over. And if you're unsure about the consistency of your skill set with regard to managing your portfolio, now may be a smart time for you to ask KPP principals, Steve Peasley and Justin Klein, for individualized guidance. Start with a no-obligation phone call to the KPP Financial Office in Dana Point, California, or send Steve and Justin a message through investtalk.com. The InvestTalk radio and podcast continues now. The phone lines are open. Call with questions. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Okay. Did we fall? Are we in a bear market? Or are we just in a correction? Okay, remember the definition here. A bear market is, quote, unquote, a market that falls more than 20% from its high. A correction is anywhere underneath that. Usually, a correction is 10%-ish, but it can be up to 20% and still be considered a correction. So, from the top to the bottom of the three main indexes, how much has it fallen? Okay, I'll tell you. The S&P 500 had fallen 20%. 20%. The Dow 30 fell 18.8%. So let's say 19%. <laughs> so it's really close, right? The NASDAQ 
23%. Oh, there's a bear market. Now, if you do the Russell 2000, which I did not do, which is the small caps are even worse. Small cap growth stock. They're, they're 25-ish percent down. So are we in a bear market? Did we, we, if we did, it was just barely into a bear market or we're in a super deep correction. I, you know, there's no, you know, you do realize there's no really official definition. Now I mentioned, I think we're in what, you know, last well, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I think we're in a stealth bear market. And the reason why I mentioned that is because the majority of S&P 500 stocks are fell more than 20%, the majority of them. So does that mean the index fell into a bear market? Well, not officially. Not really officially. I mean, it fell to 20%. Okay, but but there's a lot of stocks that hit, hit, got hit a lot more than that. When that stocks that didn't, that certain sectors that didn't. So that's what prevented it from falling overall. So that's why I call it a stealth bear market. And we're still there. We're on a, we don't, just because it bounced a thousand points up on the Dow today does not mean the correction is over. It does not mean that the bear market is over. It is a good sign, however. It's a good sign. No one really knows until you look at it in hindsight and say, yep, that was the bottom. Don't know. You can't, you can't predict it. What you can say is volume increased pretty strongly, um, but it never, never did spike, you know, be like on a two times volume on a down day. Never happened like that, but it doesn't have to happen like that. It's just nice when it does because it gives you a good strong signal, but that's the bottom. The VIX, the VIX popped up to where it was. And when it popped up, um, Remember the VIX is the fear gauge, popped up to where it was in February when the market fell 10% in that one month. It just popped up to that level. And that level is around, I think, 35, I think, or so, 35. Now, in 2008, it spiked up to the 80, 90 area. That's, uh, that's a lot of fear in the market. But we didn't have that. So it's it's tough. The dollar fell today. Gold went up. Gold has been making a, 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 a crawling up a wall of worry, which is not a bad thing, but it is doing that. Okay. This is Invest Talk, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley. Our first post-Christmas program is winding down. You got about 10 minutes left. 10 minutes and you get your call in. And remember, please, we we keep our anytime listen line open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, so you can call. You can call right now. We're live now. But you can call anytime you want, ask any question you want, as long as it's financial. But I am taking live calls now at 888-99-TRUMP. On the next Invest Talk, at least one analyst believes that China's bilateral trade surplus is at the epicenter of its efforts to achieve parity or surpass the United States as the preeminent global superpower. That story tomorrow. But now Steve is here, ready with answers, and he's waiting for your calls. 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve. Uh, this is Mark from Buffalo, New York. Just want to say thanks for putting on such a great show. I've been listening to you for about three, four months now. Um, I have a quick question regarding penny stocks. I recently saw one SP 
PHS. It collapsed about 90%, um, something to do with the FDA uh, not approving one of their, their medications. And usually when I see this, I see a lawsuit or a shareholder lawsuit notification following this. My question is, how often does something positive come out of these lawsuits for, for shareholders like me who would maybe have about two or $3,000 worth of stocks in those companies or even those who have a lot more, maybe ten, twenty thousand. 20000 Thank you very much. Um, really appreciate the show. Okay, so here's a penny stock that lost money, number one. Don't ever, 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 ever buy penny stocks, okay? For that's number one lesson here. Most penny stocks, 90% of them go out of business. Um, number two, there's a lawsuit, of course, because the stock went down and the lawsuit, the, the, the class action attorneys try to, they're like vultures, they pounce on the stock. The stock went down because, you know, they got some, whatever reason it went down. They'll find some reason to say it was their fault that they didn't manage the business. And so they go after the company and the company is 24, this one is SP. HS, so virus bio, they have whatever, biopharmaceutical, they make no money, they, they don't even have any sales. So how, where are they going to squeeze out of them? You know, the attorneys. And I will say this, all, every time there's a class action suit on a, either it's a tiny, tiny stock like this or even a big company, you, the shareholder, get virtually nothing. The, who makes money? The attorneys. The class action lawyers make a lot of money. Many times on big companies, you'll get like coupons uh, for their next purchase of something. You know, they sue the airlines, they'll give you a $50 voucher for the next flight. It's like a coupon to fly more. The attorneys get millions of dollars in attorney's fees. Now, why they would sue this company that has very little asset makes no sense to me. But, you know, whatever. You're likely to get nothing from it. So don't get too excited about it. Just don't. Remember. Never, ever, ever, ever buy penny stocks. And never, ever, ever buy any stocks that don't make money. This stock, this company is going to lose money this year, last year, every year, every year since its existence. It's never made a dime. It doesn't even have any sales at this point. So, anyways, penny stocks. I hate them. They, The reason why I hate them is because people pump them and pump them, say how great they are, and then they dump them. And they're dumping them to you because you're excited about buying. And so many of them go out of business. It's like you're throwing money away. You you would be better served to go to Las Vegas and play the roulette wheel on a color. Take the $5,000 you invest in penny stock, go to Vegas, put 5000 on red, and spin the roulette wheel. Your odds of making money are much greater. That's what I think of penny stocks. <laughs> okay. Okay, the, f the first year of retirement is one of the hardest years of your life. If you're going to retire, which is the typical retirement, just stop working and live off your hard-earned savings and investments, you're going to find that year is going to be very, very difficult. Because what made you successful and got to the point where you have enough money to sit back on your laurels that, that same drive and energy and whatever abilities you have don't really work in retirement. They don't really benefit you in retirement. It's because you, what's your drive? I'm, my drive is to rest more and not do anything harder. <laughs> that doesn't work. So it's very difficult making that transition. 
So that change is very, very difficult. I've talked to young people when they get out of college and they end the last year, I usually have interns, and I tell them that the, the transfer, the change from going to college to having a real job is pretty dramatic, and it's tough. That transition can be tough on you mentally because you're not going to have weeks off you know, and for, for spring break and summer's off. You're not going to have any of that. And now you've got to apply yourself in a different way. Instead of studying and learning, you're not. You're working. Very difficult. So it's very, very difficult. Anyways, I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Investor program. And I thank you for your loyal support and all your questions and listening. I really appreciate it. And I want you to have a great evening, everybody. I'll be back tomorrow. I'll be back tomorrow. Final trading day session of 2018 are upon us. So have a great night, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, Call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.